Welcome to another episode of the Bob Hoover Fitness Podcast. Hope you're doing well, my friend. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And man, this is going to be a different type of episode today. I'll be honest. Uh, it, it's going to be going over you know the 22 things that I learned, the 22 biggest lessons I learned from uh, the the year of 2022, and Again, these are things that I learned and have helped me improve my life because 2022 was a big year for me. Um, There's a lot of great things that happened. There was a lot of things that uh, I worked really hard on. There were some things that maybe didn't go so well. And I want to share with you these things because I think that, you know, not even just think, but I hope that you'll find some value in them and you can kind of maybe try them in your life and maybe you'll see the same things I did and see the same results um, with them. So that's what this episode's about. Again, sorry, it's not your typical fitness episode, uh, but I figured why not share it because this is, you know, obviously mostly fitness and helping you reach your goals. But I think it's kind of cool to hear somebody else's perspective and things maybe not related to fitness once in a while because it could still help you on your fitness journey 100% but also maybe other areas in your life that again can carry over to uh, your fitness journey it's it's all kind of connected it's all kind of connected so um, sorry I have a stuffy nose so hopefully uh, it's not too crazy but without further ado let's let's kind of dive in so if you listen to, I believe it was episode two, I I kind of talk about, you know, how I got to where I am today. And I'm going to basically start from a year ago. And a lot of people don't know this. Uh, so I'm going to basically go over a quick story. And then get, it's going to kind of lead into the year of 2022 and why it was so powerful, why it was so successful. And give you a better picture as to uh, why certain things happened and how they happened. And let you know, hey, even though things look good on the outside, you never know what somebody's going through and what they've been through and what they've dealt with. Uh, so, so yeah, so that's something to, to keep in mind as well. Uh, so, about, again, I've been a coach for three years and... About uh, a year ago, um, probably like last August, I just got really, really burnt out uh, with with coaching. And it wasn't because I hated coaching. Um, It was just because I just didn't have any confidence in myself. Uh, You know, I I coached a little bit in person. Um, I was coaching people online. And for some reason, you know, I just, I'll be honest, I just didn't have confidence in myself and I got really burnt out. I was just being very negative. Uh, and again, this was probably around August, September of 2021. So I decided, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe coaching isn't for me. Maybe I'm made to do something else. Right. So I, at once my client's ended their uh, their sessions and uh, the months that we were working together, then I was like, okay, I'm basically done with coaching. Uh, I had a lot, a lot of, of um, not a lot, but I, I just, uh, 
I had I had a lot of burnout. Um, you know, I I was just feeling it. I was feeling really stressed, and I tried to keep pushing through it, and it just was not going anywhere. So, long story short, I was also working uh, for my dad at you know his business, uh, and I just knew you know it just wasn't for me. But it was nice because I was like, okay, well at least I have an income coming in, and I have flexibility to try new things. So I was working for my dad and I was like, Hey, let me apply to this insurance company. Uh, because again, like I have a college degree and one of the qualifications were, um, for this insurance company was to like, you need a college degree and you can apply yada, yada, yada. And again, like this was a tough time for me. And, uh, money was tight. So I was like, yeah, let me just apply for this insurance company and see what happens. And I, I applied and it's funny because like you had to take this, uh, I'm not gonna say the name of the insurance company, but you had to take this test to basically have a chance to get interviewed. And I took the test and basically failed it. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, so, uh, you didn't fail, but you can reapply in six months. And I'm like, fuck great. Okay, cool. So I moved on to something else and I did some uh, contracting work, which is crazy to even fucking say because I never, ever would have thought I would do contracting work. I've never been a handyman at all. Uh, but I'm like, hey, fuck it. Why not? You never know if you don't try. So, and, and real quick, that's something I've prided myself in a lot, is especially over the last few years. Growing up, I didn't try shit. I didn't. I only stuck with what I was comfortable with. Um, and I didn't try anything. I really didn't. Uh, you know, I played sports, but I was playing sports my whole life and I only played the sports I knew I was good at. Um, so over the past three years, I didn't necessarily like realize it, but I've gotten a lot better at trying new things. So I tried this contracting gig. Uh, the first thing was remodeling a bathroom. And to be honest with you, like I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about um, you know, plumbing, a lot about carpentry, uh, tiling, um, even a little bit about electrical work, although not too much, it, basically a little bit of everything. And it was really interesting stuff and it's good stuff to know. But after about a week of doing it, I'm like, fuck yeah, this shit is not, not for me, not for me at all. Uh, so that lasted about maybe a month and a half a month, month and a half. And I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to fucking work. So, um, again, so I'm, I'm trying all these different things. I do this for a month and a half. Didn't get accepted to the insurance company, still working for my dad, which again, I just knew I didn't want to do. And I felt stuck. Like I just felt fucking stuck in a rut. Right. So I just, for the, for like two months, honestly, I just felt really bad about myself. I was in a bad spot and I just didn't have any sense of direction. I didn't have any purpose at all of what I wanted to do. Um, and again, like I was already burnt out from coaching. Uh, so this two months, I didn't do anything with coaching. And I was like, man, again, I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. And I just kind of felt bad for myself. And then I read this book which I'll kind of get into later. 
I read this book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson, I believe is the author. And in this book, basically, he tells it like it is, like, hey, motherfucker, stop feeling bad for yourself. Nothing's going to change by feeling bad for yourself. The only thing that'll change is just getting shit done, like not giving a fuck, just fucking doing shit, seeing what sticks and going from there. You live, you basically like you live and you learn essentially. And that book really, really inspired me. Um, and it was the kick in the ass I needed. And I would have never thought that my life would be changed from reading a book, but it did. It did. And that was the first book I read. And I've always been a reader, but I always fell into the trap of, uh, again, this is going to be kind of one of my lessons I learned, but I'll kind of briefly touch on now. This was the first time I actually took action on a book because obviously, you know, you can read books and this was me and like, you would be like, yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And like, you're building up all this knowledge, all this knowledge, but knowledge without action is worthless, right? Uh, so I actually took action and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to fucking get a a full-time gig with training because remember I was a trainer, but I was going full, you know, I was trying to build my business online. I was trying to, uh, work a little bit part-time in person. And I'm like, you know, I actually kind of look thinking back now, I didn't know that, uh, or what am I saying? Cody McBroom, he's another trainer, he's a great trainer. I was listening to one of his podcasts and he's like, yeah, he's like, you never are going to become your potential unless you go all in. And he was talking about training. He's like, if you have a trainer who doesn't go all in and who like does like it on the side, like to be honest, like they're probably not a good fucking trainer. Right. And something like that just like clicked with me. And I'm like, man, I'm like, that's a great point. I've never like truly went all in. Like I thought I did, but I never did. So next thing I do, I, um, I basically start applying for PT jobs and holy shit, who would have fucking thought it'd be so hard to get a personal training job everywhere. Like, first of all, nowhere around me was hiring and I applied and, uh, I got a few interviews and you know, they were like, I thought the interviews went really well, but then I didn't hear back from anybody. And I was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, are you serious? I can't even get a fucking personal training job. Like, cause I knew I was like a good trainer, but I want, I, I wanted to immerse myself into the training world full time, both in person and online. So I was like, what the fuck? And then on top of that, I had fucking people telling me like, oh yeah, why don't you get a real job? Why don't you work at like a fucking factory? Or why don't you work at this job? Because it has benefits. And I'm like, motherfucker, like, that sounds like the last fucking thing I want to do. Like, no, like, I'm not made to do that. And nothing wrong with those jobs. Nothing, nothing at all. I just know personally for me, I am not made to do that. I'm made to be independent and uh, basically, like, work with, if I'm going to work with somebody, which you'll kind of see here in a second, it's got to be somebody that has very similar values, philosophies to me, and I kind of, we're on the same page. But I still don't like to be like told what to fucking do. That's just not my personality. I like to do things on my own and I have no issue with, um, you know, criticism and improving and, and, and basically having people 
uh, critique me and all that kind of stuff. But I just hate being told what to do by a fucking boss. So fast forward, I finally get an interview at this job that's about 45 minutes away from me. It's in a really, really upscale town, like a very rich area. And they hire me. And I'm like, well, even though it's 45 minutes away, at least it's something. And it was, I had full autonomy. Basically, I literally like, they didn't care what I did. I was able to train any way I wanted to train. Um, I got good commission. I could do any hours I wanted. I can make my own schedule. It was like a really good situation. Um, and then, so I started there. The owner was amazing and I will forever be grateful for her. Uh, she was just tremendous and awesome. And um, I, I really am super grateful for her. And it just, I, I worked there for about two months. Now, let me back up real quick. So I finally get this job. I'm kind of getting my head of, self, head of myself a little bit. I finally get this job and I get COVID like really, really bad. Uh, I got COVID. Uh, this is one that was going crazy last year. Um, and I, we couldn't do anything for Christmas or new year's. It, you know, it was just going around and literally I finally get this job. I have like my first training session with a client, a few clients. And then I'm like, Oh, Hey, uh, yeah, I can't go next week or the week after that because I have COVID. So I had to cancel my sessions, message the owner. Um, and then I couldn't even see family on Christmas and New Year's. So I'm like, Oh sweet. Things are finally going great. And boom, they fucking shit the bed. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. So I get better. I, uh, go back to the gym. I'm training there for two months. And I'm like, okay, this is this is really cool. And I'm, I got some really good experience, met some really amazing people. But the clientele wasn't what I was very interested in. I enjoyed training all my clients. They were great. It was just a lot of older population. Uh, because again, it was like a more high income area. This particular gym was part of Silver Sneakers. So a lot of these elderly people got gym memberships. And again, it was great experience. I had really good experience training these people. They were really nice. Um, but I wanted to kind of coach like everybody and get some experience too with younger people and all that kind of stuff. So I just knew that this definitely wasn't for me, at least long term. So I kind of knew in my mind, I'm like, okay, I have to keep my options open. So there was a coffee shop around there that I would go in between sessions and do some work, write some articles, post on Instagram, all that kind of good stuff. And I would, I started looking at job opportunities again. And I saw this one job opportunity in downtown Cleveland. It's kind of where I live by. And it was at a, a gym in downtown Cleveland. But the thing that appealed to me was this gym got really good reviews. It seemed like the trainers were really cool. It seemed like they followed a lot of the things I believed in with strength training. And I'm like, wow, this would actually be a really good opportunity to uh, to do. Uh, so I go there, get an interview. Everything went well. And basically got offered the job. And then I'm like, man, you know, this is actually really cool. But that 45 minute drive to downtown Cleveland when it's snowing outside, it's going to fucking suck. 
But I was like, hey, you got to do what you got to do. And then uh, another opportunity arose at a gym that I actually was a member of by my house. And the manager came up to me and was like, dude, like, are you interested in a job? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, fuck, I'm like, fuck yeah, that would be amazing. So long story short, I called the other gym back, told them I couldn't do it. Um, again, like they were really cool uh, with it. And then I got the job at the gym near me, which it ended up working out perfectly because the trainers were amazing. I made some really good friends. Uh, it was a really close drive everything you can imagine. So essentially I was like, okay, this is a perfect opportunity. So I had my set schedule. I worked at nights in the morning, I worked on my business online and things were going good. But like, again, like it's not like things were always good. Like there was ups and downs. And then I would think like, man, is, am, I, am I ever going to be able to do this online thing? Like I'm not getting many clients and, uh, you know, then slowly, but surely I would get a little bit more clients and, uh, I was getting a lot of in-person clients. I was getting a lot of experience and I made a lot of good relationships. So things were definitely great. But then at the same time, it was hard. I was working all morning and day. Like I said, I would wake up in the morning, do my online stuff, write articles, write blog posts. Uh, I would study and then I'd have to train people at night. And it was just like this all day. So then, you know, I'm, I'm like, man, like, I love this. I love what I do. But for me being an introvert, in-person training is just very draining on you. It really is. By the time you're done with the day, you're like, fuck. Like, I would come home and I would be a fucking zombie. Uh, that, that's how draining it was for me. And that's just my personality. Like, I loved it and I because I had to give all my energy to my clients. And I would just have none left. So then I get, I'm, I'm over my brother's house. Uh, we're hanging out one day and I get a message from uh, Eric Roberts, who, you know, uh, I'm an assistant coach for now. And he's like, hey, dude, like, would you you know, be interested in being a coach of my team? And I'm like, what? I'm like, is this like a joke? Are you serious? He's like, yeah, dude. So basically we talked and, you know, we, it worked out, obviously. And um, we got to hang out and dude, we're a fucking perfect fit. And that's what I kind of said. Like I'm very independent and I, um, only would follow someone, right. That I respect that has very similar values as me, philosophies as me. Um, and then also like says it like it is and isn't scared to speak their opinion. And dude, Eric like checks all those boxes, you know, we're a perfect fit. Like we're, we're definitely different, but we're very similar. Uh, so long story short, like, cool. Like that worked out. And then a month later I got married to obviously my wife, my now wife. Uh, but we were together for 10 years before this. So, uh, we finally got married and then everything just like kicked off. And then for the past you know, three months, which it's crazy. It's only been three months. Dude, things have been absolutely insane, like in a great way and super busy. And I'm learning so much and I'm just the happiest I've ever been and working the most I've ever been. So it's funny because I'm the happiest I've ever been, but also working the most I've ever been. So, um, as you can see, it was a pretty crazy year. And within all that good stuff happening, it was all because I, which is going to actually be point number one, 
It was all because I worked hard. I gritted the fuck up, okay? Patience, right? I was being patient. There's plenty of times where I wanted to quit, but I didn't fucking quit, right? I kept going. I knew what I had to do day in and day out, and I just stayed consistent. And it's funny because when you focus on the process versus the outcome, and it, like when you focus on the outcome and the outcome isn't happening, it can be easy to get frustrated. But when you focus on the process, you know, hey, if I do this day to day and I stay consistent, I know good things are going to happen. And if I trust the process and those good things do happen, then you'll continue to improve and get to where you want to be. So that was number one for me was hard work, grit the fuck up and be patient, right? And, and enjoy the process. And doing that from reading that book, The Subtle All or Not Giving a Fuck, that kind of jolted me to being where I am today because I was like, okay, hey, I'm in control of my destiny. And I'll be the first one to admit this was a huge mindset shift for me because I w- thought I was a victim. I was like, man, like, it's just not for me. It's, I, I can't do anything. I don't know what I want to do. I'm not good enough. And I was telling myself that. And in reality, all I needed to do was believe in myself and take action and prove it to myself that I can fucking accomplish anything. And the same goes, um, the same goes for your fitness journey, Right. Put in the hard work, grit the fuck up, be patient, and good things will happen. If you come in day in and day out, trust the process, you will get results. And number two, kind of tying into number one, is things won't always go your way, and that's okay. Because, again, when things don't go your way, that's how you become more resilient. That's how you become a better person. That's how you learn your lessons, right? And... That is how you get closer to your goals because, again, it's going to make you a stronger and tougher person mentally, right? When you realize, hey, I can overcome hard shit even when, especially when things aren't going my way, you start to believe in yourself, right? And then through that journey, you realize and you learn different things about yourself that you didn't know or different life lessons that are going to carry you through the rest of your life. And it's almost like a snowball effect, right? It's like you start at the top of the mountain, your issues, you or this little fucking snowball that you make. And then as it rolls down and you keep making mistakes, right? You keep getting wins. You keep getting all this experience, good and bad, or I should say positive and negative. It snowballs and it all collects and it makes you, you, And it all carries out to the rest of your life. And it's going to help you reach your goals, whatever that may be, right? And relating this to fitness, you know, like with nutrition, with building new habits, with strength training, you're you're not going to be perfect right away. And you're going to make mistakes and it's going to snowball. Uh, And like I said, with me, like the whole year, I learned a lot of stuff about coaching, learned a lot of stuff about business. I learned a lot of stuff about um, not giving up. There's a lot of times we're wanting to give up again, but I'm like, Hey, I made a promise to myself. 
I'm going all in on this coaching and I knew it wasn't going to be easy. And even when times were tough, I kept going and look what happened. Good things happened. Um, so that's number two. Number three would be read more actual books and apply the information. And I'm going to actually, as a side note, I'm going to include all of these in the show notes, these lessons, so you can see them. Um, but number three would be reading more books and applying the information. And again, I kind of already touched up on this, but I used to be the person that would read a book and feel good about it, but I would never apply it. So that information was useless because I would never use it, right? So now what I do is there's a few things I do, but like I'll still highlight in a book and underline. But now after each chapter, I write down like the three biggest lessons I learned from that chapter, right? And then once I write that down, then I write, okay, how can I apply this information? I have my three biggest lessons. How can I apply this information? And then I try to apply the information to the best of my ability. Now, I don't, it's hard. There's so much information in books that's hard to apply everything, but I try to apply the things that are most relatable to me and my life at that current time, right? Because again, if you're just reading something, like cool, like you know it, but I, that's where a lot of people fuck up is they never take action. And that's why they never get to where they wanna be in life because they never take action, you know? And that's where a lot of these self-help gurus, uh, and I've fallen into this trap, I've spent money and wasted money, uh, you know, they, they sell you on, oh yeah, all this stuff and you don't need to work hard and all this stuff and just feel good about yourself. And in reality, if you just, it's so simple as like taking action and just staying consistent. Um, and books really have helped me this year. I've read a lot of great books. Uh, and you know, like that have really allowed me to improve myself, my coaching and my overall life, just basically everything. Uh, because I've been applying them. So that's number three, number four. And these are all in no particular order. I should have said that. Sorry, this podcast is like all over the place. Uh, these are all in no, no particular order. Um, again, just 22 things I learned um, is walking more outside. So with all my clients, we have a step goal. And I've been trying to preach a lot just how important steps are this year because obviously they, you know, for staying active and burning calories, they're great. But just the health benefits of walking, like if you saw how, like what happened in your body, if, if the more you walk, you would shit yourself. It's really good for you. But there's a difference between walking inside, which is still way, way better than nothing and walking outside, getting sun, getting fresh air, being in nature, there's just something about it. And I think this is something that really helps me during those tough times this past year. Cause I would walk outside every day, sometimes multiple times a day, especially when I needed to clear my head, when I needed to uh, relieve stress, when I just wanted to think of something. Or sometimes I just wouldn't even like do anything. I would just listen to nothing, right? Or I would listen to a podcast, whatever the case may be. Research, there's actually has been research shown that when you walk outside, it can improve like 
your cognitive ability and your overall, the, the way you're feeling, right? And I, I experienced this firsthand, just something about being out in nature, fresh air, in the sun, it just feels so much better. Like walking in general has all these benefits, but walking outside is like injecting steroids into like you're walking. Um, that's the best way I can describe it. There's just something different about it. And for the first time, because I love walking outside so much, I hate the cold, but I've made it a point to bundle up, make sure I go on at least one walk a day because I just love walking outside that much. Uh, so, it, and I just find it helps so much. Um, and, and just, you know, it could be one time a day. It could be a few times a day after each meal, like 10 minute walks after each meal. I think Stan Efforting uh, came up with that. Um, it, it really can just be anything, but just getting outside walking is, is definitely good. So number five is one that I've kind of used a lot this year and um, has really, really helped me. And again, like this isn't like being negative, but it's po it's prove your haters wrong and use them as motivation. You're always going to have people who are telling you that you can't do it, that you should do something else. You're not capable, all this kind of bullshit. And one, you know, like fuck those people. And two, those are the people that aren't going to win in fucking life. It's just the reality of it. And I've learned that used to, so that used to really bug me. And I've learned to basically grab onto what they're saying, place it in my brain, in my memory bank, put the chip on my shoulder and be like, all right, motherfucker, let's see. So if somebody's telling you, hey, you can't do this or hey, you, you, why are you even trying to lose weight? You can't. Or what's the point of lifting heavy? That's for guys. Fuck them and prove them fucking wrong. Show them who's boss. And, you know, this isn't for everybody, but this has helped me a lot this year. Um, we all have our motivations, our own motivators. And this is a big one because, you know, I've had people tell me this, like, hey, like, you can't do this. You can't do that. Why don't you do this? And, you know, it's like, hey, why can't I do it? I'm just going to fucking prove all you guys wrong and show you uh, what's up. And yeah, you know, uh, so that's another one that I learned this year. Uh, and, and I never really thought about it like that. And uh, kind of making that switch helped me out a lot. Right. Again, it's not like a negative thing. It's just like, cool, like think what you want. That's cool. But I'm going to fucking prove you wrong. Um, six, you never know what can come from taking action, especially over a whole year. Now, I'm not going to dive too much into this because I already talked about taking action and what happened this whole year and how crazy my life has changed from one year, right? Because like I, I was thinking the other day, like, my bad today, like having a bad day is far better than the bad I had a year ago, right? So things have changed for the better. Now, imagine your fitness journey, okay? Imagine your fitness journey or whatever you're doing, business, whatever. Imagine 
what you can accomplish in a year, right? And don't underestimate it because again, remember, if you put in that work every day or most days, you would be amazed at what you can accomplish in a year and not only like what happens in that year, but how much that changes you, how much that molds you into your future self and how it's going to carry over year after year. And then each year you do it, you have those other years behind you and you just keep improving and you keep becoming a better person. You keep getting better results. And it's almost like it's so fulfilling in a way, right? Because you know, like, hey, I'm never done. I'm never accomplished. I always have room to improve. And you see, like, this is how much I improved. But hey, I have so much more to do. And it's just so motivating. And it's just so, um, it's a really cool feeling to know, like, hey, this is a lifelong journey and I'm never done. And I think when you have that mindset, right, again, focusing on the journey rather than the outcome, that's when things change. That's when you really get it. Um, so yeah, that's number six, because again, like you never know what can come from taking action. You never know what's going to happen. Um, you know, fitness, health opportunities, and especially if you stay consistent for over a year. And I learned that firsthand in 2022. Uh, number seven during this year, it's okay to have seasons. You don't have to be perfect or on, quote unquote, all the time. So again, remember how I said be consistent over a year? You don't have to be perfect. That's too much pressure. And that's just quite frankly impossible to do for most people. Uh, there's going to be times where you're motivated. There's going to be times where you're not motivated. There's going to be times where you don't want to go to the gym. There's going to be times where you don't want to lose weight. There's going to be times where you want to be at maintenance. There's going to be times where you want to be in a surplus. Uh, there's going to be times where maybe you want to focus more on strength, hypertrophy, just focus on more stability type training. There's different seasons in the year, right? And it's okay to not have full go, go, go all the time, right? Because the goal is to be consistent. And over time, this is all going to compound, okay? So if you do Let's say you lose the first quarter of the year, you focus on fat loss. You lose 30 pounds, fucking amazing. And then the next quarter of the year, you're like, hey, I don't want to be that, be in a deficit anymore. I want to focus on maintenance. Cool, right? You're maintaining the weight. And then the next quarter, you're like, I actually want to go into surplus. Awesome. You go into a surplus, you build some muscle. In the last quarter, you're like, yeah, I just really want to focus on getting strong as fuck, getting some, um, you know, uh, performance-based goals, maybe get my first pull-up, chin-up, whatever the case may be. Cool. Then you do that. But notice how it's not like, oh, I always have to be strict in fat loss. Oh, I always have to, you know, be focused on getting strong as fuck. Oh, I always have to uh, make sure that I eat 100% clean right? Because there's going to be times where that's possible, times where it's not. Like maybe in the summer, you just have busy summers. So in the summer, maybe maintenance is more of a good progress, is more uh, progress for you, right? And it's a better season for you. Uh, or during the holidays, like right now, maybe that's uh, maybe being in maintenance or a surplus when there is more food available. But then 
when January comes around and there's that time period where there's not much happening, maybe being in a deficit is a good thing to be in. So again, like you're not going to be perfect all the time and you're going to be consistent and there's, it's okay to not be ideal all the time, right? When you focus on consistency, it's going to compound over time because the more you do it, the more months you do this, the more years you do it, you're just literally like changing your body and your mindset and your life. And it all kind of adds up, right? It's like every year or every month, it's like a step. It's like, okay, hey, I'm taking a step up, step up, step up. Okay, maybe I take a step down. Cool, we'll take a step up. Maybe I'm going to stay the same step, take two steps down, whatever the case may be. But as you can see, the trend over time goes up, which is what matters most. That's what you do over time. It's not the one step down you took during the year or the two steps down or the pause on the step. It's looking at the trend over time and you climbing towards the top continuously, right? That's what matters most. So number eight is don't think just do. And I actually recorded a podcast on this. I'm not sure what podcast number it was, but I go deep into this and how to just basically not overthink. Uh, this is a big one for me because I've always been a overthinker. I, before I do something, I'd be like, okay, well, this could happen. This could happen. And you know, the more you overthink, the less likely you are to do something. So the best thing you can do in that time, when you have something planned, just take action. Because if you wait your brain is very good at talking you out of things. So you're less likely to do it. But if you just take the action when you know you need to do it, you're going to get it done, right? You're more likely to get it done. And the more you do this, the more you set the belief in yourself that, hey, you can do this shit, right? And so I've just been following that and it has worked tremendously for me is just don't think, just do. Don't want to write an article, cool. Like nobody's going to read it. Don't give a fuck. Just fucking write it, right? Get in the habit of doing that. Don't want to record the podcast. Just do it. Don't want to, uh, excuse me. Don't want to do social media. Just do it. Don't want to go to the gym. Don't even fucking think about it. Put my clothes on and going right. Because I know how I'm going to feel afterwards. Right. And I know if I keep thinking about it and just waiting, I know I'm less likely to do it. I'm probably not going to do it. So just making myself do things and just basically shut my brain off. It's like, I don't even care. I'm going to start doing it, you know. And if after like five to 10 minutes, I just do it even without thinking and I'm still not into it, cool. Like then I'll stop. But at least I tried to do it, right? At least I tried to do it. So don't think, just do. Number nine, being grateful for what you do have. Um, a lot of times, again, we, we focus on what we don't have, which is fine, right? It's great. We want to become better. But I think we don't focus enough on how already what we do have and what we're grateful for, right? It's a balance, right? You don't always want to like be focused on what you're grateful for and never take action to be better. And then you, on the opposite end, you don't always want to focus on how to be better and not be grateful for what you have. So finding that balance, but you know, finding what you're grateful for and that, you know, keeps you motivated to keep going, right? Because If you focus on, hey, like things could be worse, right? And it'll make you just a happier person. But then also, if you have made progress and you are grateful for that progress, whatever it may be, whether it's, you know, again, like life, business, fitness journey, if you've lost weight, build muscle, you can look back to how things used to be and you can use that as motivation as, 
hey, I don't want to get back to that place again. So I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because I remember what it was like to be in that place and it fucking sucked. So I'm going to do what I need to do to basically not go back there. So be grateful for what you have and use that as motivation. All right, number 10, speak with your mind and be yourself. Opposing views are good. This is something I've <laughs> I've never really done in my life until this year. I've tried to be with the crowd, right? I always wanted to be everybody's friend. Uh, I always wanted to agree with everybody, and I've finally realized that that's not the best thing. Um, again, like I'm not being a dick. I've always been labeled like a really nice person and like really long, really able to get along with. And that's not me like bragging. I'm just, you know, I kind of like when people say that, like I am a nice guy and I, I really want everybody to succeed, but like, it almost is like, I'm like soft in a way. That's just kind of like where my mind goes. So I made it a point this year. Like, I don't even give a fuck anymore. I'm just going to speak my mind and be myself. And if people don't like it, then cool. Like then they're not for me. Like, that's great. And maybe I'm not for them. You know, and that's okay. That's okay. Not everybody's not for everybody. Um, and just just saying what you believe, right? Even if not a lot of people agree with it, because having opposing views is good. It's great dialogue. That's how people get better, right? That's how new ideas are created, right? And it's good to think differently because if everybody thought the same, that wouldn't be good because there would be no growth, right? There would be everybody would be doing the same thing and that's when bad that's when it leads to bad things right so we want opposing views right because that's what keeps everything interesting that's what leads to um growth over here and you becoming a better person over here and you kind of empathizing with somebody else or kind of putting yourself in somebody else's shoes like okay i could see why they think this but i don't agree with it right so that's what keeps competition so it's important to speak your own language and be yourself, you know, and have opposing views because if you're trying to be somebody that you're not, one, it's fucking draining and it's hard to keep up. Trust me, talking about personal experience. And two, like you're just going to surround yourself with a lot of people that maybe you don't agree with or that, you know, you're being fake around or that are fake and you're just going to be miserable. So I would encourage you to speak your mind, you know, a little bit more and just be honest and just be yourself. Like you don't have to be a dick, right? And just cool, like be yourself and agree to disagree, right? And be okay. Like you, like just because you disagree with somebody on something doesn't mean you shouldn't be friends with them. Like some of my best friends and family members, I don't agree with them, but I fucking love them, Right. And that's okay. And I understand and I respect their thinking and, and their thoughts. Um, so that's number 10. Okay, we're chugging along here. Number 11. This is a big one. Alcohol is overrated. I would not have said this even six months ago. Um, I've always came from a family who drank a lot. Um, and alcohol has always been accepted. And nothing against alcohol um, you know, I just, I've, I've been a big drinker too. And something clicked, uh, recently. I don't know what it was, but you know, I just like became aware that we use alcohol a lot in society for like, 
these to have a good time and it's like a social norm and it's almost like it has to be used for a good time like you need a drink to have a good time and it's almost a crutch for a lot of people and i used it as a crutch too and it's just crazy to me that people demonize eating healthy and working out but it's okay to fucking drink alcohol which is literally poison to your body right and you know from a personal experience Again, I used to drink a lot and I just started to connect the dots and be more aware of how I felt after I drank and I just was so unproductive the days after and I just didn't like the way I felt. I felt like shit. It would take a few days for me to recover and I noticed like, hey, like I need to drink this to have a good time, which I don't like and I started to drink more often, which I didn't like. So ever since I cut back on the alcohol, I have been way more productive. I felt way more better physically, way more better mentally, and I just feel better overall. Um, Again, like nothing wrong with drinking. I just basically wanted to try it out myself and kind of see and just, I haven't drank, you know, drank in forever. And it's been a huge improvement. I didn't realize how much alcohol I had over my life. Like I didn't drink every day. I would drink maybe, you know, on the weekends, but it would just basically, you know, affect me a lot. And I didn't like the way it made me feel and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, I have big goals and, and it was kind of holding me back a little bit, I should say. So I personally think, and from, you know, a lot of my clients and, you know, some people I talk to, like I'm starting to think it's a little bit overrated. I'll be honest. And that's a big change for me because again, I grew up in a family that's really big drinkers. So it was always normal to drink. Um, So that's number 11. Number 12, just because they're family doesn't mean they give good advice. Now, again, I love my family and I'm not saying like, oh yeah, fuck them and, you know, badmouth them and don't talk to them, all this shit. Like, no, just saying like, based on my experience, even though they have the best intentions, they give the fucking worst advice out there. It's pretty amazing how bad advice they give. Again, they're all good intentions. And a lot of it, I think stems, thinking about it, I think it stems from a good place, right? They care about you. And they want to do what's what's good for you, what they think is good for you, and what's safe, right? They play the safe route. And for example, going to college. I don't have anything against college. I'll be honest. I do think it's overrated. Uh, but I mean, I fucking went to college. I do think college is overrated though. Um, but for instance, like, oh, you have to go to college to be successful. You have to have a job where you work 40 hours a week plus overtime. You have to have a job with benefits. You have to have a boss, you have to be in a corporation, all this shit, right? And the reality is, no, you fucking don't. And again, having those things is great, nothing wrong with them. But for me personally, I just know that's not for me, right? I know I'm made to do my own thing and do big things, right? And I just know that from the bottom of my heart. And it's hard, I think, for family members to see that because it is risky 
and it is scary, and it's not as much guaranteed as these other things. So in their mind, they're probably thinking, man, like, he, what's he doing? He's fucking up, or what is she doing? She's fucking up. Uh, you know, if she just did this, she'd be a lot more safe, secure, have a good retirement, all this stuff. But in reality, like, if, again, kind of like what we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, if you work hard and you put your mind to something and you don't give up, you can accomplish anything, right? And it's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging, but you really can. And this pertains to fitness too. Like if you have family members who are like, oh, like just eat this or, oh, it's fine. It's this or, oh, you don't need to do that. Like, no, like that's why they are the way they are, right? And a lot of times is like with, with nutrition and working out, family members from my experience it, it comes from a place of insecurity and this does really fuck you up right it, it is scary it is like not, not scary but it's like oh like it isn't not yeah i would say it's kind of embarrassing because you're like oh like well i'm trying this thing and you know i want you to respect it and you know they just won't leave you alone about it but from their, you know, it's it's an insecurity from their point of view because they know they should be doing this and they see you doing it. So essentially you're inspiring them, but they do that to essentially make you feel bad so that they feel better, right? So like, that's number one, like with, with, with family advice with nutrition, but then too, like, it's okay to like kind of give it back, right? Like if uncle Bill is like, hey, you know, hey, uh, Bob, just eat the fucking pie, blah, blah. It's like, ah, no, like, I'll fucking throw this pie in your face, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. That's not even funny, but you get the point. Like they have the best intentions, but sometimes their advice fucking sucks. Um, so number 13. So the true friends are the ones who will always be there no matter what, you know, it's funny because I've always had people tell me, um, I've always had people tell me that when you get older, all the friends you have in high school, aren't going to necessarily be there. And to an extent, I would say they're right. They're right. And as you get older, you start to notice who your true friends are. And a lot of them won't be there anymore. And this, this was something I I struggled with for a little bit, but I, I now realize again, as I'm getting older, like, wow, was that true? And I was talking to one of my really good friends' dads at the gym the other day, and uh, he kind of, we were talking about this, and he was like, yeah, he's like, you know, the true friends are the ones who you, even if you don't talk to them for a few months, it's almost like you guys didn't miss a beat. You, You pick up right where you left off. Those are the true friends. Those are the friends that will always be there for you no matter what. And I was like thinking, I'm like, damn, that is so true. That is so true. Because you can have a lot of friends, but how many friends of those are true friends, you know? And I would say like, I have, you know, a few of them who I know for a fact would do that. And we don't, I'll be honest, you know, like I'm super busy and I don't really go out a lot and I don't, you know, we don't talk as much as, you know, we used to, but I know for a fact they have my back if I needed it and they would be there for me. And you know, they, they know hopefully that I have their back as well. But like when we lift, when we kind of, um, you know, meet up, it's like, Hey, like we didn't miss a beat. 
Uh, so, again, true friends are the ones who will always have your back and always be there. So that was an important thing I learned from uh, this year. Uh, so strength, number 14, strength training isn't just good for building muscle and getting strong. Obviously, getting uh, lean, toned, all that kind of stuff, building muscle is great. But strength training, getting strong is fun. It's empowering, right? You fucking feel like super confident. Um, you know, you can lift heavy weight. It just carries over into life, which kind of brings up the point here is like just mentally being able to do hard things in the gym carries over into your life. It does. When you prove to yourself, hey, I can get my first pull up, you prove to yourself what hard work and persistence can do. Right? I've had a few clients this year who, female clients especially, who have gotten their first chin up. And it's like the greatest thing ever. They've worked so fucking hard. And then they get their first chin up and they're so fucking proud of themselves, which they should be. It's it's one of the best things that makes being a coach so worth it. And it carries over. It's like, hey, well, if I can do this, I can do something else. I can do this. I can do this other thing. Right? And, you know, also just being able to go into the gym and kind of like relax a bit, right? And be like, okay, uh, man, I had a long day, but wow, I can't wait to just go into the gym and lift heavy and just let my mind loose, go in, like, go to the iron, lift the dumbbells, barbell, push myself because afterwards I'm going to feel great, right? So the physical benefits are great. The mental benefits are great, but also the lessons you learn from the gym as well are great as well and how that carries over into your life too. Uh, that's one of the best things I love about the gym, right? And it also teaches you, uh, you know, having a schedule, right? Especially if you're younger, having a schedule and what that looks like and sticking to a routine, right? There's just so many good benefits from the gym. So um, number 15, I'm going to keep this one short, but essentially is don't believe the media and outside noise. You're capable more than you think, and you're capable of good things. Uh, you know, something I've learned in 2022, I don't give a shit what political background you have or whatever, but man, it the, the fucking media is just shit and bullshit, and uh, they're just a bunch of fucking liars. Um, you know, they all have an agenda, and no matter what it is, I'm not even just talking about politics here, but even fitness, you know, like the whole thing where it's like, Oh, like I've been seeing fucking articles where it's like, hey, lose X amount of pounds without having to do anything. And it's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Right? Kind of going off last point, like there's so much more to diet and exercise other than like looking a certain way, right? And they just, I don't know. They, they, you're so capable and I've, I've coached so many people and I've seen so many people do it. And how it not only changes their body, but changes their whole life around that. Again, it's just a bunch of bullshit. So don't read into these catchy, you know, headlines and magazines and articles that try to pull you in and say this shit. Just fucking, you know, ignore it and and do your thing because you are 100% capable no matter what anybody says. Um, so... 
Okay, number 16. Um, think and dream big. The universe will reward you. So right now I'm reading The Magic of Thinking Big. Uh, it's a great book. And essentially that's what it is. It's about dreaming big. And that sounds like woo-woo, but it's really not. Because when you dream big and you believe big, you start to do big. So what you think you do, okay? So if you believe, hey, I know I can lose these 30 pounds, you're more likely to lose it. You're more likely to, if you picture yourself and you're like, hey, like I know I'm capable of doing this, you're more likely to do it and you're gonna do what you need to do to do it. If you're like, hey, I wanna get my first chin up, you're more likely to do it. If you're like, I know I can. If I put in the work, I know I can, right? And if you're like, I wanna get X amount of weight on a squat, right? You're thinking big. The bigger the thinkers, the bigger the doers. And this carries over into everything in your life, right? I have, you know, a, it's funny. I have like, a, I just have a bunch of fucking badass clients who I love when they set huge goals. It's so fucking inspiring because they set these big goals. They think big. And not only do they do that, but then they accomplish it. And then they prove to themselves, holy shit. I can do this, right? I can do this. And, you know, I think just thinking big and, you know, for me, just thinking big a few years ago and thinking, hey, I want to coach hundreds and thousands of people and help them reach their goals. And I'm on my way to that. Like, it's just crazy to me. It's like, wow, like going back from there to not really to before I started my business to now where, um, you know, I'm coaching a bunch of people and I've been helping a bunch of people. It's like it, it when you put in the work and you you think big, you're going to take big action. You're going to keep improving yourself every single day. You're going to do what you need to do to get the shit done. So think big, dream big. And, you know, when you put that out in the universe, it's going to reward you. You're going to get good things back to you. Okay. Um, all right. Number 18, social media is great until it's not. Social media can be great, uh, but it's a fucking black hole sometimes, right? It just sucks you in and sucks all your energy out of you. So this is something I've done the past few months where, again, I don't really go on social media that much anymore until unless I have to post something, right? And when I, I'll catch myself sometimes, I don't even notice it, right? I'll catch myself on social media and then I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And it's just an energy clog, drain, uh, waste of time. And that energy can be spent doing other things. And there's so much negative shit on social media that, again, kind of going back to that last point of the th thinking big is like it just drains you from that. And then you're less likely to do stuff. And then you feel bad and you start to overthink. So nothing wrong with social media. What I would say is I would be careful with who you follow. Be careful with who you follow on social media. And if somebody is draining you, just unfollow them. Unfollow them and follow more positive people who are more like-minded like you, who inspire you. Because that is you want to be surrounded by people with similar goals and similar interests because that's going to propel you forward. And if you're constantly looking at negative things on social media, and you're constantly scrolling, then 
you're just going to fall into that trap and you're going to be thinking that way as well. And then also like second point is when you're constantly scrolling, like that's just wasted time that you could be doing something else, right? Like going for a walk, going to the gym, preparing food, preparing your meal plan for the week, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, reading a book, meditating, whatever, journaling, anything. So social media can be great. There's nothing wrong with it. Just be conscious of who you're following and how much you're using it. Uh, and number 19, becoming the best version of yourself inspires others, right? And, and something with this, the more successful other people are, the better the world is. When you do things, and I kind of talked a little, a little bit about this with family members, and you set an example, and you put in hard work, and you get results, people are going to notice, and they're going to be inspired by you. They're going to be like, wow, that is amazing. I want to do that. And they're going to do it. They're going to get results. They're going to inspire more people. It's a spider web, right? It's just going to keep branching out into, into different directions. And the, the more people who do this, who become better versions of themselves and who are willing to put in hard work and all this kind of stuff and be a little bit more positive and not sedentary and stay at home all day and talk shit on the internet, you know, and be um, miserable, you know, and all this kind of stuff. The more people like this, the world's going to be a better place. So becoming the best version of yourself, no matter what, is going to inspire other people. And then those people will inspire other people. Those people will inspire other people and a spider webs. And you're just, we're just all creating this cascade of a better place, if that kind of makes sense. So that's something I've, I've kind of learned too this year, um, with, you know, like not only business and coaching, but like fitness as well. And, um, I've had a few family members and, uh, friends as well who, you know, like they've been like, wow, I really like that. And they're like, I'm going to do it too. And then I see them make changes and it's like amazing. And then it's like, holy shit, like, wow, that's great. And it just, again, it, it kind of snowballs again, if it spider webs out. Um, so number 20, cardio is actually great. Believe it or not, cardio is actually great. And the reason why I say this is because I used to be, when I was dumb, young and dumb, a little bit anti-cardio because technically you don't need it. But we're not talking about cardio for fat loss. Um, it does burn calories, but more for your health, right? And it trains the most important muscle in your body, which is your heart. And there's just so many health benefits of doing like zone two cardio that it's almost like, why not do it? It's crazy. And I've experimented with this for the past month. And man, my breathing has gotten much better. My stamina has gotten much better. I'm able to recover a little bit better in between sets with workouts. Um, I just feel better mentally. I have like that, that cardio euphoria afterwards. Like you just feel great and you're floating. So what I do is like three to four times a week. I'll do like th 20 to 30 minutes zone two on like an incline treadmill. Um, and it's also a great time to, you know, watch some movies, watch some YouTube videos, listen to some podcasts. Dude, I really think we got to bring cardio back. Um, not crazy running and high intense cardio, but like zone two cardio, walking, walking on an incline, 
uh, on a bike, elliptical, stuff like that, stuff that's low intensity, low impact. It's just overall great. Um, and I've been trying to program this a little bit more into some clients as well, just because there's so many health benefits uh, and also like longevity benefits as well. Uh, so and you can't beat that. Um, so number 21, the best thing you can invest in yourself is the best thing you can invest in is yourself. And this can be through books. This can be through, uh, you know, books to become better, better person, uh, think better, uh, become better financially, uh, again, to have a different mindset with things, how to become a better communicator. Um, this can be through nutrition, how to nourish your body to become healthier, get all the nutrients in, um, make you perform better, make you feel better. Uh, that costs some money invest in a gym membership or some workout equipment to make your body strong to make your body more stable right to uh that way like as you get older you're more safe than you know build muscle which again muscle has a lot of benefits as well to help you get leaner stay healthy to invest in a coach or a program again to help you get to that point just spending money on things that are going to help you become a better person is just so worth it. You know, whatever that may be, everybody's different, but taking some money aside and maybe, you know, spending on that material item, you know, that purse or that new phone or that Apple watch or, um, shoes or whatever, like a car, maybe taking some of that and investing it in yourself to become a better person, because that's going to pay off a lot more than those other, uh, you know, material items. So, uh, number 22 Regret is worse than failure. Okay. Uh, this is actually 21. I skipped one, but I'm going to say the last one here in a second. But regret is worse than failure. The worst thing you can do is have regret, right? If you ask anybody who is on their deathbed, you know, if you ask them what's one thing they regret in their life, it's always like their biggest thing right? It's like, man, I really wish I would have done this. Or they'll tell somebody, hey, I didn't do this. Don't make the same mistake I did, right? And it's the worst feeling and you're miserable knowing what could have been and what could have happened if had you tried something versus trying it, failing, learning from it, and possibly who knows what that led to and realizing, well, hey, at least I tried, Okay. So that's something I've learned too. And I did just that. I had a list set out for 2022 and I fucking did every single thing I wanted to on this fucking list and more. And it led to more than I thought of. And I don't regret anything. I failed a lot, but I've learned a lot and I'm continuing learning. I'm continuing to fail. And I, like I said, from the beginning of the podcast, I'm the busiest I've ever been, but I'm the happiest I've ever been because I'm following through with my journey, my passion, what I love to do, and I don't regret anything, anything that happened. I don't regret because it all worked out to where I'm at now, and the worst thing you can do is have that regret because failure is great. Okay, you fail, and so what? Everybody fails. You learn. That's how people get to where they're at. That's how these top people get to where they're at. That's how these top business people get to where they're at. That's how they grow big businesses. They fail multiple times. That's how people get um, in good shape. 
because they fail and they learn. And people don't realize that. You know, they see the end result, but they don't see the journey. And a lot of people fail and not enough people talk about it. A lot of people do, but everybody thinks like, oh, like, wow, that person got lucky or that person's made to do it. And it's like, no, like this person failed multiple times. And yeah, yeah, that's basically what what I have to say is uh, regret is worse than failure. Lastly, to kind of tie it off, just get out of your comfort zone and be a good person. Um, you know, get out of your comfort zone, do the things you love to do so you don't feel regret, right? But overall, um, to tie the last point in there, just be a good person, you know, try to be the best person you can be because it's going to make you the happiest. It's going to make the world a better place. And yeah, there's just not a better feeling than that. And um, you just can't lose when you do that. If you try your hardest, you just can't lose. All right. So that was a little bit of a longer podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Sorry if you didn't. Uh, Again, it was a little bit different, but I thought it'd be kind of fun, kind of fun to do. But those are the 22 lessons I personally learned in 2022. Um, yeah, and I want to say thank you so much for listening. Please leave a five-star review, leave a comment, uh, subscribe. And of course, any questions you have, email me. Uh, email's in the description. And again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I appreciate you and it more than you know. And we... We'll talk soon. Have a great one.